was not napping. <laughs> unless you're like a vampire. Or just dead. Did vampires sleep with their eyes open? I don't know. But I imagine they would. Let's let that intro roll in. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That was great. <laughs> and back to the show. Anyways. And that's Amy. And that's Brie. Yeah. Um, first off, I was going to tell you something. Oh, I packed all my stuff at my work. I had my parents come pick pick it up with me because I didn't want to lug it all the way through, like, all those people. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. But uh, we were at the festival, and there's a, it, it's downtown. So there's yeah. a lot of like homeless people. Shady. Y- yes, yeah. that too. But it w- it's downtown, and Alice saw a bunch of homeless people like on this little trail along the river, and because it's shaded, yeah, so it's a lot cooler. Right. Especially today, it's really hot outside. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bless her. I bl- I love my child so much, and she was like, "How do you?" how do you think the homeless people feel about this? <laughs> I was like, I don't know. They probably like it. Like people are probably giving them food yeah, exactly. and, you know, more people to talk to. There's music. <laughs> they get to listen to music. And she was like, hmm, I think I would be annoyed that people were in my home. And I was like, oh my God, Alice. <laughs> the outdoors is my home. <laughs> get out. <laughs> I was like, maybe. <laughs> also speaking of homeless, um, people, the guy in North Pole, if you live here, guys, you know who I'm talking about. The guy who always needs gas. The with, gas guy. Yes. The gas guy who has like, he's a, not homeless. I guarantee he is not homeless. I want to know if anyone who is listening and lives in the area has ever had an encounter with this guy, because I want to know what is going on with them. You could go up to his vehicle and read all his signs yeah is his conspiracy signs right yeah yeah i want to know what is in this guy's head and i want to know i want i should just go talk to him we should just go talk to him i feel like i want to say like gva (laughs) i'm a sandwich gvea are in our electricity company Uh i feel like they wronged him oh there it is wronged him or something i can't remember okay okay people have talked about him in the Facebook groups. Well, if you guys have had anything, that would count as an, a hometown horror story. Yeah. Because it's also like a conspiracy theory slash neighborhood story. So sure, 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 send sure, sure. in your encounters with this guy. Or I if you know, know what's going on with him. Yeah. yeah what's yeah. his story? Yeah. Yeah. And we're not like making fun of him. Mm-hmm. We're just curious. I've always been so curious. Yeah. <laughs> At the first time I saw him, I was like, oh, man. And like I, my heart like. <laughs> Kind of melted a little bit, and then like the next day he needs gas again. Yeah, <laughs> but next like day he needs constantly. Gas again. Yeah, he's like, always out there needing but gas. He's with like his gas. Can. He's holding his gas can, and there's money in his hand too. Yeah. <laughs> why, why don't you go buy go, your gas? Go. Yeah. Why are you holding so like wads? Of, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um. So here's my question. It's very easy. Straight to the point. Um, what is your, as of right now, what is your favorite TV show you were actively watching? Sabrina. 
You're watching Sabrina right I now? I literally just finished it this morning, and I'm really mad about it. Are they the, the old Sabrina or no, the no, new? No, the new one. I loved the old Sabrina as well. I grew up watching that. Loved mm-hmm. that show. They also brought in that one, but um, oh yeah, like a another like universe. It was okay. kind of cool. Um, but kind of no, like Spider Man. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, but it, it's it's. They ended it because Netflix canceled it, evidently, and they left it at a cliffhanger. However, I told you last month I was watching Riverdale mm-hmm. and towards the latest seasons of Riverdale, Sabrina, because they're all by Archie Comics. Sabrina comes into there, you know, because they talk about this, their towns a lot in each other's shows. What? Yeah. They both like coincide in the, in the same oh, that's universe. That's so weird. So, um. Actually really cool. Yeah, it is. But like. This season that is on is beyond what had just ended on Sabrina because this ended forever ago, I think. And uh, so I have unanswered questions about what she was talking about in Riverdale and why she's even here or alive. I don't know. It there's. I'm I wonder really glad I watched them both. So that's why I watched. So Sabrina. the show ended, and but it ended with a major cliffhanger. And but it of. sounds like her life continued. Yes. Even though it's, yeah. even though, yeah. Oh, that's Spoiler so weird. Words. Yeah, it's 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 really good. It's I bet. so dark though. So lots of satanic like worshiping, and they say, uh, uh, "Oh, what the heaven? What the instead heaven? of what the hell?" Because okay, Satan. Yeah, well, and then really. so my other question would be, um, are there like comic books? Yeah. Yeah. So that's probably why. So I was reading about why they canceled about them canceling the show. Like apparently it was like one of the biggest shows on Netflix at some point, mm-hmm. which is crazy that they canceled it. But they're trying to bring it back. Um, but they were they were talking about continuing it in the comics instead of on TV until they can bring it back. So oh, okay. I was like looking okay, okay. for it this morning, trying to find out where it's at. Cause I was like, I have to know what happens. <laughs> it's a really good show. If you haven't watched Sabrina yet, guys, you should get into it. Like I tried to get into it a couple years back. Yeah. I can't remember why I didn't. I think it was just really dark and really hard to get into at the point at uh-huh. that point in time, which is weird because I love dark shows, but it's really dark. Like very much. Like you feel like a little, you have to go say a prayer you know, afterwards. Go, like, do the, yeah. <laughs> do, Hail, do like 10 Hail Marys or something. <laughs> <laughs> go confess, go make a confession. <laughs> what about you? Um, Right now, Rick and I are, it's my, I can't get enough of it. It's on Hulu and it's called The Righteous Gemstones. Oh, is that what you were talking about the other day? That's so good. Still watching it. How many seasons are there? I don't know. I haven't looked, Um, but we're on season two. Nice. Yeah, it's so good. It's ridiculous. I, like, finished this all in one week. Yeah. there's, like, four seasons. Four parts. Four parts? Yeah. I would would have probably already watched, I I mean, Secret. Oh, you have to watch it with Rick. Yeah. Yeah. I was watching it, like, on my phone, because I don't like, I, this is one show that I don't like the girls watching. So you watch it on your phone, so it's, yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Or nap time, if they all nap. I mean, I would probably watch the Righteous Gemstones without Rick and then just pretend I didn't watch it because I don't <laughs> mind rewatching shows. I love rewatching shows, but I would like, I almost, I almost put yeah, it on at no, my, same. I, because um, today I could 
put on a show while I was working because no one else is around. Yeah. And so that's why I put on mini project because it's something I can watch and I know what's going to happen. Yeah. But I almost put on the Righteous Gemstones and I was like, no, don't do it, Amy. It's okay. That guilty conscience. I know. Same. Same. Okay. Do you want to hear my neighborhood story? Yes. So, Bree, this one is actually from our next door. Oh, okay. In our area. Okay. But like I did our it. next door website? Well, the everyone page. has the next. Yeah. Right. Our next door, like in our area. Right, right, right. Um, but I have, I have actually quite a few. Sorry. <laughs> I, I have quite a few. And so, oh my gosh, I have quite a few. And so I was like, I'll just use this one for this time instead of using it for the hometown horse. Brie, can we talk about my stolen car first? <laughs> Where's your car? That's how I meant to start off this episode. Dang it! I meant to start it off like, dude, where's your car? Where's your car, dude? <laughs> where's my car? <laughs> Guys. Oh, my gosh. So, everyone, I have something to tell you. Thursday evening, my car was stolen. As you saw, I posted on the group and on the page and in our story and everything. Thank also, you, Brie. thank you guys for those who responded. But I think half of most of you that responded were freaking scammers. So, no, thank you. Yeah. So, my car was stolen. And this is what, let me tell you what happened. Okay. Mm. Mm. So, but let's sit back and. Just sip this in. Sip this in. So get comfortable. I got got up from home. I went. I was on my lunch. I came back, and I was talking to Bree on the phone. I knew this is going to be my fault. It's Bree's fault. I knew it. I have okay. to blame somebody. All right. So I'm talking to Bree on the phone, and um, we're just like blah, blah 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 like we are. And I went to go my in the parking lot for my work, and I pull in next to. Two co-, co in between two co-workers and I almost hit this pole, right? Because I'm like, Amy, in your in your head, don't hit the pole, right? And then I'm talking to Bray, talking to Bray, and it starts downpouring. So I go to work. Also, I'm telling you how it happened in my mind. In her brain. Okay. So then I I, I get I get to work and I'm like, what? You know, not terribly wet, but I'm still wet. And I get out from work at the end of the day, three hours later, and I'm walking to the parking lot and I'm like, do, 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 do. And I'm like, where's my car? Where's your car, dude? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm freaking out. I call Rick. His phone is dead. I call Alice. She's not answering her phone. And Fears. I'm like, oh, my gosh. I get on my we have like little security cameras in our, in our house. So I get on those and I'm like screaming at them. I'm like, call me. This is an emergency. And so Rick ends up calling me through Facebook because he had Facebook on his on his computer or whatever. And so he's like, I'm like, did you take my car? And he's like, no, why would I take your car? And I was like, it actually makes sense. Like, I was like hoping he was like trying secretly. I was hoping he was like trying to pull a prank on me because he doesn't do that. (laughs) But also at the same time, I'm like, I need to know if you took my car. Right. (laughs) And. He didn't obviously didn't take the car. So he was surprising you with a brand new one. Yeah. And so then I called my boss and I'm like, can you get a hold of the person that that does the towing for the for our 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 for our parking lot? 
She calls the person. He didn't tow my car. So I'm like, great. Someone freaking stole my car. And so um, my coworker, Kirsty, she had to go do a spray tan. So I'm like in her car while she's doing a spray tan. And I'm on the phone with, with local police. And I'm making a police report. And they're asking me all the questions. You know, did you park it somewhere else? Did, you, did someone break in? No, 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 no. Everything, you know. They make a police report. I get home and I'm like devastated, right? Like, this is awful. I, I'm talking to the police officer. He's He called me. He's like, I'm in charge. You know, I'm assigned to your case, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, you better freaking find my car. Like, I am going to hear from you like in an hour. Of course, I'm like being, I'm joking, right? I'm like, I'll talk to you in an hour when you found my car. And he's like, okay, you know, and then I call our insurance company. And I'm on the phone with them because I need to let them know that somebody stole my car, right? To get that ball rolling. And I'm on the phone and she's like, okay, and what's the case number? And I was like, I turned around. I was like, I'm going to call you back. Turn around, look at Rick and just start bawling. And I'm like, I think I made a mistake. <laughs> and Rick, Rick's like, did you park it somewhere else? And I said, Yeah. <laughs> turns out i had brie drive me all the way back i parked it in the parking garage because it was downpouring it was right there right when we opened the car she's like here's my car right when it opens not even a hundred yards from where i was where i thought i was dude where's your car so that that happened (laughs) so uh just so you guys know we took them down to save amy from embarrassment (laughs) at least it's like this is like mold out like a couple weeks in and people are just gonna think back they're gonna be like wonder what happened with her car and then the episode comes out and they're gonna be like oh So thank you all for your support. <laughs> Did your mom delete the post that she shared, by the way? I told her to, and she's like, well, if we deleted it, it will delete it from mine. It should. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's right. So, yeah. <laughs> she's so smart. And all of that, like, somehow one of Rick's friends, uh, probably because he posted it in one of the pages or something, because Rick called Rick's friend called him later that night, and he was like, He's like, did Amy figure out what happened to her car? And Rick's like, yeah, she just misplaced it. <laughs> How do you misplace your car? I don't know. <laughs> you know, I get it. Like a Walmart parking lot or something. But yeah, but was... no. Okay. <laughs> it happens. All right. So <laughs> this is this is my neighborhood story. And it's from our next door. Okay. It says. Hi, I'm Mary. I'm tired of the mosquitoes and the heat. And so that's it. I am as well, Mary. Same, Mary. Although we don't have mosquitoes too bad in our yard. No, because you treat it. We spray. We did not spray this year. Yeah. All right, tell me a spooky story about a ghost. All right, I got one. An alien. It's a ghost. Well, you did kind of like aliens-ish. Yeah, last week. Yeah. And the week before that. So, this week, we got one from the book, straight out of it. Yay! This is the McRaven House from Mississippi. The house was first built in 1797. Oh. Get a quick little history background. 
when George Washington was president, by the way, um, by an Andrew Glass. Okay. So this was from the or in the great state, not so state yet, Mississippi. And uh, Andrew Glass was what they used to be called a highwayman. Oh. You know that what that is? I would think someone that makes highways. So a highwayman is someone who goes like goes on the highway and like robs and beats and kills travelers. Wouldn't that be more of like goes on the dirt? Like a dick. <laughs> Just a dick. <laughs> yeah, to the dirt. The carriages. The old organ trail. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Quick get the horse. Uh so yeah, he robbed, beat, and killed lots of people Dang. um on the Natchez Trace Highway. Um, and by 1797, authorities offered Glass a plot of land in exchange for him to stop the violence. So, like, they didn't put him to jail. They didn't go hang him or anything. They're like, hey. They're just like, hey, can you stop, please? We'll give you this. Cool. That's <clears throat> no, nothing. That's not how we solve problems. That's, yeah, I almost you, said you something political. Him, you just gave, yeah. All right, <laughs> so... uh he took it and sure along with of course that, he did he married a respectable looking woman to keep up appearances of like looking like a good guy and also did they he like trade like two donkeys for her for or her something <laughs> he stole her he probably, he probably did stole her he's like actually oh my god <laughs> no they're like here's the land if you please stop being naughty and he's like i'm gonna still slash tires unless i can have that pretty lady over there that pretty lady and they're like okay (laughs) so he built a two-room brick home and it was like a um what are they called like where it's like a a a room a loft yeah kind of like a loft it sounded like it was like a bedroom upstairs and then like the kitchen was downstairs that makes sense that was very common um and he used it as a hideout because he was still robbing of people. Of course he was. Because he was still breaking the law. Because and so this no poor one... woman is stuck with him now, too. Yeah. And, and, and no one did anything. Like, uh, so that is until one day when he messed with the wrong people. Of and course. he was shot in the stomach. Wow. And not, not surprised. He was taken back to his home and laid in, the be- in his bed. And his wife had a temper. She, she, she had a pretty, pretty good temper. Good. And she finished the job by slitting his throat. I also would have a temper if I was married to him. <laughs> yeah. uh, she paid back the gang that he was going after and uh, told him, or she paid the, yeah, she told them to take his body and hide it and got off without any kind of penalty and continued to live her life in the home until Good. she killed another woman and I oh. guess went to jail. So she went to jail. But he didn't. I had so such high hopes for her. I know. <laughs> times were times have changed, guys. Just don't kill people. In 1836, Sheriff Stephen and his wife Mary, at just 15 years old, she was 15, bought the home, making it into their forever home. I mean, it was pretty common to marry young, yeah, and to get pregnant, yeah. Uh, even they also didn't live in like past 30. Right. Yeah, exactly. Like, this is our midlife. We need to hurry up. (laughs) I was nine and I found my true love. (laughs) Uh, They even added a second floor addition. But unfortunately, Mary died of childbirth in the home, leaving behind her surviving daughter, Karen, and husband, Stephen. Oh, my gosh. They moved and sold the property to a John H. Bob in 1849 who completed the home 
to what it is now in a Greek revival style. Uh, during the Civil War, the home was used as a Confederate hospital and campsite and was hit by mini cannon blasts, but still stood. Whoa, that's some pretty good build. I know, I know, that's what I'm saying. Uh, in eight, well, things are built differently then, too. Yeah, that's true. In 1864, John had noticed a group of six drunken Union soldiers, because they still owned it. So he had noticed a group of six drunken Union soldiers picking flowers in his garden. This pissed him off. And he ordered them to leave. It's also adorable, and though. He's like, that's my garden. I take pride in my garden. They're like, we just want to look pretty, lady. My roses. <laughs> I just want to look pretty. <laughs> I um, pick up roses for my lady. Is that how it went? Yeah. That actually was pretty good. Thank you. <laughs> I like the hiccups. <laughs> um, So he got pissed off at this and tried to tell them to leave and they didn't. So he threw a brick at them. Oh. And he did hit one of them, knocked one of them to the ground. And so they reported it to their commander, and their commander gave them permission to go and retaliate. So they all ganged up on this guy. They were on his property. Yeah, exactly. And they took him back, and uh, they killed him. They shot him. Uh, the home was then sold in I bet that's the last time he tries to stop people from picking his flowers. <laughs> You know, I, I bet it is. Just <laughs> just a thought. Sorry. Or maybe not. <laughs> oh. Ooh. Get out of my business. Get off the grass. Is that how it went? Yes. Just like that? Yes. It was pretty good. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> the home was then sold in 1869 and then again in 1882 to William Murray and his wife Ellen as their forever home. Um, where they raised four daughters and their sons. I'm not sure how many sons they died. They had. Okay. Um, William died at the house in 1911, and Ellen followed in 1921, and Ida, their daughter, in 1946, and their son in 1950, all at this home. So lots of people have died there. Lots yeah. of things have happened at this Just place. Constant yeah. death. This place is like, I don't know. Uh, the last of the children who resided in the home were daughters, Annie and Ella, both never married and had no contact with the outside world other than their doctors. Oh, my gosh. At 81, they were just like old, two old ladies, like living together, with raising their cats and stuff and oh God, I love it. not having any business with anyone else. I bet else. they had some cows. I, I know. I wish they, I don't know. At 81, Ella passed, leaving behind Annie, who moved into a nursing home. Mm. The home was so neglected that neighbors didn't even know that it existed because of, like, all the overgrown vines. They just, nothing was taken care of or anything. Wait a second. they were older, too. 90s. We're in the 90s now. Okay. That's bananas to me that people didn't know there was a house there. I think it was, like, in the 1960s, probably. Can you imagine how... 1960s dark yeah. like first off great shade oh yeah especially in the south yeah mississippi wow oh yeah um but also these ladies didn't have like electricity still it sounded like because they were breaking apart their own furniture for firewood <gasps> like antique furniture no yeah. In 1960, the McRaven house was purchased by O.E. Bradway and restored to be open to the public in 1961. And in 1979, it was put on the National Register. 
It was sold again for $75,000, which is $328,800. Did I say that right? Mm -hmm. Um, In today's money to a Sandra Harvey who further restored it, costing around $100,000, which is $418,907. Oh, my gosh. So they put a lot of money into restoring it. That's a lot of money. They plastered the walls, the ceiling, redid all the Greek uh, ceiling medallions, and even found someone who could pretty much exactly replicate the the old carpet that was in there, the original carpet. Wow. Yeah, they had to go to, like, someone in Georgia and find, like, they looked everywhere and they found someone in Georgia that could do it. But what if the carpet was, like, super ugly? It probably was for that time. In 1984, the home was sold to a Leyland French who did more restorations and resided in the home and did tour or continued to do tours. Okay. Okay. So let's get on to the paranormal stuff. All right. This so, is what we're here for. Yes. This is this also, is I just love history. Yeah, the history is cool. So is this home haunted? Probably. It seems like it is with the la- the con- apparently the latest owner who was living there was driven out and decided to live in a home nearby because and hire a caretaker to the home and also hired a priest to perform an exorcism on the home. Oh my and bless it. So like it's probably haunted. Sounds like <laughs> that's saying something. Yeah. Also, a lot of people have died here. Like think about like all of the individuals that have lived here, childbirth, um, People getting shot, all the violence there. The flower the, guy. The hospital for the the army. Yeah. Just so much. The flower guy. <laughs> Poor flower guy. Poor flower he guy. Just want, he just wanted his roses to be nice. Leave my wife's roses alone. <laughs> so um, we're going to talk about Mary Elizabeth. She was the young 15-year-old girl that died at childbirth. Okay. Um, she's, it's believed that she still resides in the McRaven house and has been known to be quite lively, especially with women, children, and expectant mothers going oh. as far as gently patting pregnant tummies. Oh, my God. I know. She has appeared in her room on the stairs and in the dining room. She has even appeared on tours where children are present and leads them away to play. <gasps> Ew, that's so creepy. I know. She's like, come like, be my oh, forever so sweet, baby. But no, also don't. I'm going don't to kill go. you. Don't. So creepy. It's like a little ghost nanny. Ew, but still. Well, Actually, that we can't. I, right. Like, just, just leave me alone. Yeah. Mary. <laughs> <laughs> Mary Elizabeth, come get my children. <laughs> bugging me. This is a drinking tour, damn it. Get my cheats out of here. Um, while a lot of the spirits seem positive, there are some dark forces among them, and it's believed that is from Andrew Glass, um, considering his past. Yeah. An incident occurred where Mr. French, one of the past owners, was pushed by what felt like a boot on his back when he was, like, leaning over to get something. Jeez. By an unseen force so bad that he had to have stitches. Oh, my gosh. I know. Uh, Mr. and Miss Mr. French and Miss Harvey had had their fingers slammed in drawers, and that was suspected to be by Mr. Glass. Oh my gosh! Uh, the spirit of John Bob has been seen smoking a cigar and walking outside on the veranda, leaving behind a trail of cigar smoke. I like it. It's innocent. It's 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 all right. It's all right. The smell of roses is also smelled in the home, and it's believed to be from Selena Bob, Mr. Bob's wife. 
and because she's the flower girl she's the flower girl yeah um you can smell roses in some of the bedrooms and uh in some of the areas downstairs uh. an apparition of a woman wearing a hoop skirt was oh. caught on camera on the second floor ver- floor veranda possibly selena okay uh while a staff member was in John Bob's old dressing area. She looked over and she saw his face smiling right at her. No. She wasn't getting dressed or anything, but like they described it as like it it was so clear and looked so real that they could count the wrinkles on their forehead. Don't like that. Yeah, that's wild. Just standing there smiling. Yeah. Hey, what you doing What's in up? here? <laughs> I get dressed in here. Do you want to see me get undressed? <laughs> the sounds of someone walking with a cane on the second floor have been heard and believed to be from mr murray okay Um, children's spirits peek through the doors and touch people on the back the staff will put out toys for them to play with and rearrange one of the children with red hair even tries to play with other living children in one instance uh, a little boy on a tour with his mom kept running around the house and when the mom finally caught up to him she was like what what are you doing he's like the little redheaded boy wanted to play chase with me and no one else had seen anyone oh my gosh i Uh, love that a tour guide admitted to falling asleep while working one day (laughs) sitting straight up and an unseen force knocked him out of his chair and no one was around and they believed it was like the two elderly sisters being like get back to work <laughs> get back to work because it was like it wasn't mean or malicious yeah. it was innocent just like waking them up yeah <laughs> they they think that they tend to do things as well okay but also how annoying that you'd be like this really cool thing happened to me but I'm going to have to tell on myself in order to, yeah. to, to say it. So I, well, that was the thing. Like whenever I was reading that, it had like this whole explanation beforehand. Like, I guess he has this, the worker, it like works really late nights because his mother is ill or something yeah. like that. And so he's always tired when he goes to work. And I'm <laughs> like, all right, let's get through the pity story. Let's just get through the, what happened? <laughs> You fell asleep. Um, Confederate soldiers have been seen on display on a display and standing and walking the premises. Ella and Annie, the sisters, like to play the piano and seem to enjoy the newly renovations. And it's believed that they help take care of the place and the workers, including nudging someone awake on shift. Oh, other little things that happen are people hear bangs, uh, cool, feel cool breezes go past Uh them cabinet doors have been seen opening in mary elizabeth's room uh whispering in ears and appropriately touching yeah i don't like that either uncomfortable feelings in certain places especially with women and intelligent evps and ghost box conversations with paranormal investigators have been caught and like lots of pictures so that's cool as of today, the home last sold in 2015 for $1,750,000 to a Stephen and Kendra Reed and is open to the public for tours. Oh, my gosh. And that is the McRaven home in uh, Mississippi. I want to go there. I know. It sounds really cool. It sounds like you get a lot out of it. Unfortunately, I ran out of time to watch the Ghost Adventures episode. Charlotte oh, yeah, that's doesn't okay. nap as often, and, and I don't like to watch stuff like that around her. So. Yeah. But, like, yeah. Go, go downstairs. Go watch it. The Ghost Adventures has been there. 
um, lots of uh, different investigators have been there, but apparently their episode, they got a lot of different um, EVPs and stuff. Sorry, you're not boring. I'm just really tired. <laughs> so boring. <laughs> That's so cool. Thanks. I want to go there. Thank you. Let's go. Mississippi. Let's call Mississippi. Mississippi. Um. So my story is a two-part story. I am really excited for your story. It better I, be good. Oh, it's good. <laughs> oh, let me tell you. So I actually heard about this story a couple of years ago when it kind of surfaced. Um, again, it like things were things came out about it like prior, but then it came out. What's wrong? I smell spearmint gum, and I want some gum now. Oh, I don't, I don't know where it's, it's coming me. from. Sorry. Um, and, and so when it kind of like articles started resurfacing again, um, I, I looked into it and I was like, I, I actually thought it was fake. Oh, like I thought it was a fake story because it was so insane. Okay. And bananas. And so there's a new documentary that came out about it and that I don't want you to watch it until after I'm okay. done with my and story. After you're completely done. Yeah. So, is that, is that the neighbors? I think so. Oh. I'm just going to look out there. While you're... Okay. And so, um, my m- wonderful mother, she's up here helping us move, and she told me about the documentary, and so I was like, wow. So, I watched that documentary twice uh, and listened to, like, five different podcasts and one thing that i like is that everything is the same across the board like all the articles everything i I read it's all the same so nice which is so nice for so easy back checking Mm -hmm. um but at the same time i can only give you like a sliver of all the information because there's so much information yeah oh by the way candy um is like we're what's up candy they're best friends now. Yeah, we're like on a texting basis. I'm so. surprised. It's not a big deal. It's fine. I'm surprised you guys don't have each other's Snapchats. I just want to put that. Oh my God, she's on Snapchat? Yeah. Your mom is so with it. Candy, yeah. You are awesome. All right. Well, I'm adding her on Snapchat now. Um, Did you see the, sna- the TikTok that I made and included Josh in it? No. Oh gosh. Because I, I messaged him about the airplane thing. Oh, yeah. And then... um. Did you like it? It's like you gave her the most Josh answer. I know. It was fine. I had to think of like all the men that I like talk to in my life and ask them all the same thing. And then I put it in a TikTok. You legit got like. I I actually like. I had to like. I had to delete some of the messages because I'm like, he's. Just stop it. You're getting way too into it. (laughs) Yep. He's an overthinker. Yeah. I was like, don't, don't overthink it. And then you texted me and you're like, he's overthinking. And I was like, of course he is. Okay. So I'm going to tell you about uh, this little girl named Natalia Grace. Okay. That's a pretty name. Yeah, it is. It's really pretty. So, but first I'm going to tell you about her family. So Michael and Kristen met and fell in love in college. Two years later in 1998, they had their first son, Jacob, in Lafayette, Indiana. Okay. 
After two years, his parents had him tested, and it turns out that he was diagnosed with a type of autism, specifically Asperger's. Um, soon after they got married and had two more boys, Christine was pretty busy with juggling all the types of therapies that Jacob was going to, um, like physical therapy, occupational therapy, speech therapy, all of this, these different things. Jeez. I don't know if he went to physical therapy, but... Um, so she was doing this, juggling the other two boys, and she also ran a home daycare for children with so with much. disabilities. Oh, my gosh. I know. Wow. Um, and Michael was a businessman uh, and a real, real estate agent. They noticed that Jacob was most content when he was working his mind and learning things. So he spent most of his time doing math. He actually was accepted into Indiana University at the age of 10 years old, Bree. His IQ score was uh, up there with like Einstein. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So that's pretty, that's, that's not super unheard of though. No, it's not. Especially like that movie, or that show, The Good Doctor. Yeah. But that's fake. Right. But, the, but, also, Big Brother, one of the one of the winners on it, uh-huh. also has uh, autism, I believe. Oh, okay, yeah, he's really smart. Yeah, like they're they're normally they're very very smart. They just and get overwhelmed and they get overwhelmed. Correct. So, um, but he so he went to the University of Indiana at the age of ten. Students actually initially thought his mom was the student because she had to attend the classes with him. And they were, like, blown away when they realized that he was actually the student. Right. Um, uh, he even developed a new theory of astrophysics, which, don't ask me what that is, and was on the path of earning a Nobel it's Prize. Like really smart yeah. stuff. That's, like, Sheldon stuff. He also even held his own TikTok, or TikTok, <laughs> his own TED Talk. When he was just a small, uh, 12 years old. That's wild. I know. What's his name? Um, don't look him up. Okay. I'm not going to. Oh, okay. Jacob Barnett. Okay. Um, look him up later. Cause everything about him right, is going to be tied. Everything. Spoiler yeah. alert. Yeah. So, um, Christine even wrote a book called the spark, a mother's story of nurturing genius. Um, which was basically a book about how they helped mold Jacob into the young boy that he was because she had to get in on that. Well, I mean, uh, he was even okay. So he was even on 60 Minutes and he was on Good Morning America. He was on all these shows because he was so stupid smart. Dang. Yeah. So um, the family ended up getting a grant to help advance and enrich uh, Christine's daycare. The amount is not disclosed. However, either Michael was either making a healthy amount of money with his real estate business or they used that money to help pay for some pretty flashy cars because he had like a Corvette and some other beautiful cars. Right. Um, Jacob. Oh, I just told you that. Oh, oh, another thing about Jacob is he earned an award from the Vatican. Dang. I know. Pretty cool, huh? That's a big deal. So in 2008, the couple decided to start the process of adopting another child. They were unable to have another. They they really wanted a girl, but they they couldn't uh, try themselves because of medical issues. So they're like, let's adopt. Okay. 
So this process takes about eight to 12 months. Um, however, in 2010, they found themselves in the process of, of adopting a young girl from Haiti. But unfortunately, the 2010 earthquake that rocked the nation of Haiti brought the adoption to a complete halt. Oh. Um, they were heartbroken. But soon after, they got a call from an agency in Florida stating, hey, we heard that you are great with children with disabilities and we have a six-year-old girl for you. Okay. And they're like, whoa, that's crazy. So they said, you know what? You should come down here and adopt this adorable six-year-old girl from Ukraine. They're like, sweet. We'll think about it. And they're like, no, 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 no. There's a catch. You have to just, you have to be down here in the next 24 hours or she's going to go to a foster home. Oh. And they're like, oh, okay. You don't give them any chance to like decide. Think about it. I don't think that they even thought about it a whole lot because they're like, hey, this is exact. You know, it's a girl with disabilities. We can help her, blah, blah, blah. And we only have 24 hours to decide. So do we take it or not? Right. Um, so they were so excited that they, and they headed down to Florida to meet their new little girl. They went to the address that they were given, which ended up being in this documentary. The, uh, dad was like kind of complaining about it. He was like, it is so dingy. And it was a house that turned into a business and stuff. And I'm like, that's most of the businesses yeah, here in Alaska. Yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> and also for adoption agencies are foster because it's cheaper, uh, cheaper uh, rent. So they were told to wait in this room. They could hear this young little girl on the other side and another set of adults. They were actually who those were actually her first potential adoptive parents who ended up giving her up. So the parents quickly left and Michael and Kristen were finally able to meet their new daughter, Natalia Grace. Uh, she had brown hair, a beautiful smile, and she also had a rare form of dwarfism called, I practice this so much, spondy, yes, thank you. Heard of that before. Spondy, physical. With the spine. Yeah, uh, dysplasia. Um, it has something to do with like her extremities, like the long bones in her arms and her legs um, are longer or shorter. I don't know. Yeah, but it's a type of dwarfism. So they were super excited uh, to start this new journey. And before they headed back to Indiana, they were like, hey, we're in Florida. We should go to Disney World and to the beach because we don't have that in Indiana. Of course. Yeah. So. Let's celebrate, you know, this new adoption, Natalia, everything, you know, everything that's so wonderful in our lives. Um, so during these few days, Natalia was either being carried everywhere or possibly in a stroller. I can't imagine holding a six-year-old on my hip right. constantly. But yeah. I know that Kristen did hold her quite a bit because, like, she was so excited, new baby, you know, our new kid. Um, but so she was either being held or in a stroller. Um, because it's so difficult for her to walk, let alone walk for a long period of time. Right. Um, when they went to to the beach, they were walking, you know, down to where they were going to set up camp for the day. And the boys, they like looked into the water and they like took off. They're like, yeah, water. 
and Natalia's like, I want to go, I want to go, I want to go. And her parents were like, no, just wait, like, let's, let's put these chairs down. Let's set the chairs up and then we'll take you. And she's like, no, I want to go now. And then just like ran into the water. Oh, okay. And that their parents were like, I thought she couldn't walk. Yeah. And so they're like, okay, that's weird. Um, also during this trip, while at the hotel, Kristen was giving, uh, or getting ready to give Natalia a bath for the first time. Um, and that's when she discovered that Natalia had pubic hair. Okay. So um, later it was also discovered, not during this trip, but like later on, later it was discovered that in her bedroom, uh, Christine, Christine discovered that Kristen, my I Chris, Christine or Kristen? I I think it was. Well, that doesn't matter. I've seen it both ways. Oh. I think it's Kristen. I think it's 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 Kristen. It's not Christine. Um. So later, Kristen discovered in her bedroom that Natalia had hid soiled clothing that was possibly menstrual blood. Oh. On it. Not normal for a six-year-old. Not normal. Correct. Not. Not, not, uh, what is it? It's possible. It's possible, not impossible. But I feel like it'd be something that you would have mentioned at the... Adoption. But it was a yeah. closed adoption, so... Okay. Um, these were concerning flags for Michael and Kristen. They were like, okay, this girl is... Is she actually six years old? Which I think is very narrow-minded in the sense, like... I mean, I guess you could question it, but at the same time, like, it is possible. The youngest girl to I ever would question it, but the youngest girl to ever have a child was five years old. Yeah, so it's not. I would still question it though because it's yeah. very. It's unlikely. weird, right? And then also, it could there could be a medical problem, and it might not be right. a period. Yeah, exactly. Okay. I'm so, just... anyways, so let's move on. Um, but they also started to notice all these little things after this because it is on their mind, right? Right. They notice that Natalia's vocabulary is more advanced for children her age. She can easily carry a conversation on with adults, um, which, I mean, let's be the devil's out of advocate. Alice is really good at carrying on a conversation with adults because she's constantly around adults. Right. But we don't know about the case for Natalia because they don't they got her when she was six. Right. Um, but she also would play easily with other six-year-olds her age so she could it's it didn't matter who she was if she's adult she was more adult like she's with kids so she was more kid like christine and michael are very torn they're like what is going on with this new little girl so natalia would insist on sitting next to ethan when they were in the car ethan was one of the other boys um and once everyone was inside the car and they were moving she would urinate and defecate and then she would try to smear it on Ethan. Ew. Could you imagine? I would hate sitting by her. <laughs> I know. Mom, I don't want to sit right here. Can no. I sit in the back, please? Yeah. No, sit right there. It's <laughs> terrible. <laughs> so Natalia would also narrow in on what special, what was special to her brothers. Like one of them, like it was a car. The other one, like for Jacob, it was his homework that was special to him. And they would have to go and drop Jacob off at the university when he got a little bit older. 
or at camp or whatever he was doing. And so they would like, if they're crossing the street, she would find like the homework or the car or whatever that, that, that is special to the boys. And once they were in the middle of like in the middle of the crosswalk, she would drop the toy and like they would keep going and the boys would realize that she dropped it after they crossed and then cars would come and they would get it because it's going to get crushed or they would try to run back into traffic and do it with this girl. Yeah. Uh, So movies about this kind of stuff. I bet you have creepy. Yeah. Maybe it was like a movie that was like, like kind of like taking this as like a based on a story like this. But Brie, this came out in 2013. Holy cow. This all happened in 2013. Um, when, what year did they adopt her? 2000. They adopted her in 2008. Oh my God. So Michael and Christine reached out to the adoption agency and they're like, bro, what is going on with this child? Like, can you please give us some background? And the agency was like, nope, can't tell you anything, but you know what? I can't tell you what to do, but maybe you should look at her backpack that she came with closer. What? And they're like, that's weird. Okay. What? So they go into What's this. in the backpack? Yeah. So they what? go. <laughs> backpack, backpack. <laughs> what what um, is going on? So they go and they look in this backpack. And there is like a luggage tag of the previous adoptive parents' names on it. So they reach out to that family. Uh, Okay, so they couldn't actually tell them. Correct, because it was a close adoption. Yeah. And so they reach out to that family and the mom's like, you know, I don't really want to get into a whole lot of it, but um, I felt like. Our biological son was uh, in extreme danger, and so we decided to bring her back to the adoption agency for his safety. All right. Uh, Apparently, she was wrestling with that boy and hurt his arm, and according to the parents, they felt like she did it on purpose and was trying to break his arm. she probably freaking did. Yeah. So, Michael and Christine... Uh, they worked with three separate therapists to get some sort of guidance and help. It wasn't until the fourth therapist who understood where the parents were coming from. And she told them, listen, you and your, and your family are actually in extreme danger. Natalia is a sociopath and what she is doing is in her control and she has a plan. What? I know. I goosebumps. For a six year old dude. So one night, Michael and Kristen, they were in bed and Kristen nudged Michael awake and said, listen, like, I hear a noise, like, go check on what this noise is. So Michael gets up and goes down the hall and sees Natalia standing there. And he says, what are you doing? And Natalia says, I'm waiting. He said, what are you waiting for, Natalia? And she said, for you to go to sleep. What? Yeah. So another night he woke up. Uh, to Natalia standing there with a knife in her hand and Michael asked her why she was there and she said I don't know and Michael ended up you know instructing her to go back to the bed and you know why the knife is in your hand I know. <laughs> so he's like you know go back to bed he took the knife and he sat outside of her bedroom door the rest of the night yeah I would too yeah so uh this like she also like 
Kristen would find like knives under her mattress or under her pillow and just very un- like what's going on also put your knives up where she can't get them <laughs> so okay so another day while Kristen was cleaning the kitchen Natalia asked if she could help so Natalia oh something I wanted to say before that was like these situations are happening it's not a daily occurrence but it's still like something that's happening that you can't stop thinking about right right so another day while Kristen was cleaning the kitchen Natalia asked if she could help Natalia started helping clean the kitchen because of course she said yes Kristen left the room for a second and when she came back she caught Natalia putting pledge into her mom's coffee (gasps) trying to poison her also that's a very obvious smell Natalia (laughs) it's lemon but but she was also like cleaning the table try Natalia yeah but no I'm sorry but I'm gonna know if pledge is inside my cup of coffee (laughs) and it's also foamy yeah that's true yeah Oh, mom, I put a little cream in there for you. I whipped it. Whipped cream. I spit in there. I spit it. Made it sweeter. So so one of the brothers loved cows. It was like one of his things. Um, So for his birthday, they decided to take the family to a local dairy farm. They're on this tour and they're walking on this trail and about a quarter mile out uh, onto this, like out in the fields. Natalia was struggling with walking, so Christine or Kristen and her stayed behind. Like they needed to rest. Like Natalia needed to rest and stuff. So uh the boys and the dad went further ahead and all of a sudden they heard Kristen screaming. They ran back and they uh both Kristen and Natalia were on the ground and Kristen was screaming that Natalia tried to drag her into the electric fence. What the so because of Natalia's stature, like, I guess she used her arms a whole lot. Like, she would use her arms to go up the stairs and um, things like that. So I guess... Did she, like, walk on all fours? No, she would walk, but her legs were weak. So I guess she would use her upper arm strength quite a bit. Like an ape? <laughs> That's all I'm picturing right now. I don't, and it's making it so much more freaky in my head. I don't, I wouldn't say that, no. But I, according to the dad, she would like, she would do handstands like, uh, you know, on her arms, right. like what Charlotte does. So he says she had really strong upper body strength, but it wasn't like her arms were longer than her legs. Right, okay. okay. So cops and EMT show up and Christine insisted that natalia be arrested Good. and christine even said according to michael because how old was she at this point she's still six six so christine said that natalia was saying i'm going to kill you you crazy b-i-t-c-h <gasps> you crazy bitch i'm gonna kill you you crazy bitch i'm gonna kill you bitch but instead of that she was taken to a mental hospital uh, yeah makes she's sense six. it makes sense right so there, she was allegedly very aggressive, physically aggressive with the nurses. She ended up being transferred to the adult wing after it was discovered that she had gone through puberty. Okay. She would attempt to, to seduce the men, and there was mention of her doing sexual favors for them for money. 
Oh my gosh. Multiple nurses were interviewed and they all believe that she was too mature for her age. The adults or the parents decided that it would be best to bring her home, even though they're like, do we keep her here there? And she, you know, is exploiting her body for money at the age of six or do we bring her home and endanger our family sorry they are good people yes so also like i wouldn't do that i'd be like sorry (laughs) you tried to kill me (laughs) the field's even now so everyone is back home and things are intense right Um, and one day, Christine decided she wanted a list of all the people that Natalia had lived with in the United States because supposedly there was up to 30 people. Jeez, 30? She, like 30 different foster families. Oh, my God. Um, Natalia refused to write anything down. So as punishment, Christine said, you, you do not get a room. You get no bed. You get to sleep outside on the deck. The neighbors end up calling the police. And for a welfare check. And while there, the police realize that, you know what, this is not a welfare check for this child, that this is a welfare check and I'm here to protect this family. Right. And here's a card. You need to call a therapist because this is not a child. Okay. That's it. Not. That's the end of my story today. I have been left with two freaking cliffhangers today. Sorry. I won't. Because Don't I look it up. It, will, yeah. it sounds kind of familiar, but at the same time, like it sounds like a thousand movies that I've seen. Does it sound like the movie The Orphan? Yes, it does. That's what it's based off of? Okay. No. Kind of? No. No. The Orphan came out. It also kind of sounds like um, that combined with um, The Visit. With the grandparents, except it was the grandparents that mm. were, where they they weren't actually the kids. I think you either told, I think you told me to watch that. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, it, did you watch it? I feel like I did. It was like a paranormal activity type of thing where yeah. they did like a documentary. It was the kid and his sister like filming their visit with their grandparents they'd never met before. And the mom sent them on the train to go visit their oh, grandparents. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And they went to the wrong people and she was like. At the, they were like had like a, uh, what is it called? Midnight something where they like run around at midnight and go crazy. They had like oh. serious dementia, and oh they gosh. like put spread their poop everywhere. Yeah, and, like, yeah. Run around the house naked, and then like at the very end, the mother's like, "That's not your grandparent," and you're like, and the theater's like, "Holy shit! What just <laughs> happened? Get out of there!" <sighs> Also makes me think of um, Get Out. Yeah. A little bit. Yes. Uh, the Orphan, I think, came out in 2018. Okay. And this, I believe, because I looked it up last night because Rick was asking me. And then I this story happened. They adopted her in 2008. Oh, my God. I can't wait to tell Josh all this later. Do you want my papers? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to read it to him. <laughs> Um, all right, tell me your neighborhood story. Alrighty, my neighborhood story. Hang on. I have it ready, but I'm trying to figure out which one I want because I looked up a bunch of posts. I found okay. which one was there it is. Okay. All right. So this isn't like really a neighborhood this is kinda like a neighborhood post, but like in marketplace. Okay. This is a marketplace thing. I love it. Three hundred and fifty dollars. Okay. For a casket. Get this. It has never been used. No way. 
but there are a few dings and scratches. That's all. Oh. Just giant casket for sale. Just a random thing to sell. Um, maybe. Okay, maybe I have a casket. Maybe it was like one of those things, like buy two get one free. That is a sick deal. Like sick, like sick minded, like cool, but oh. also like sick, like. Caskets are expensive. They are so expensive. If you have a buy two get one or buy one get one free thing. And then like go buy your caskets, guys, because apparently like planning for funerals is like a lot. Yeah, my mom, my mom was like cremate, cremate me. Like I don't like same. Yeah, she's like it's cheaper. <laughs> um. Also, like the ground being buried underground freaks me out, even if I'm dead. Yeah, I get that. I just I don't know being buried alive. Well, you won't be alive if you're getting buried. Yeah, but what if I'm am? There have been people that have been buried okay, alive. I understand that, but what's worse, being buried alive or going into a chamber? I'm already almost dead anyway, so I might as well be burnt. And then, like, Rick said you don't feel it, so. Because he's done it before. <laughs> he's, like, giving you he's how like, to die tips. This is what happened. Oh, my God. We need to stop. Okay. <laughs> It's anyway. getting way too dark. All right, guys. <laughs> we are sponsored by BetterHelp. Right. <laughs> uh, need to go to my therapy after this. Yes. <laughs> also, sign up for BetterHelp because you need to be in therapy. Yeah, it's good for you. It's good for you. And you, if you're going to buy anything from Walmart, use our link from our Facebook or our web page. Yeah, web. it's in our it's in our website. It's the neighbors website slash promotions. Yeah, we have a lot of promotions, guys. We've got like Zazzle, Walmart, uh, plant therapy, which I love plant therapy. Yeah, plant and, therapy. And um, quite a few other ones. Shout out to Red Photography, actually. Uh, she's not uh, one of our promotions right now, but. Uh, we do like to talk we, her up. We do. because she, she did our pictures. She did our pictures and she just did Alice's pictures. And oh, <gasps> every year I'm like, there's no way it can get better. And it does. Like, I don't know how she does it. Yeah. I'm going to have to, like, fly her down to yeah. where wherever we're at because I don't... visit us. We are traveling photographer. Yeah. She'd probably love that. Oh, she'd probably love that. Yeah. And she's so. in Fairbanks. So if you're local, check yeah. her out. Use Red Photography because she's the bomb.com. Mm-hmm. And, uh, okay, bye. Uh, have you checked on your neighbors? What's with the neighbors? Bring Amy, Amy out. out. Psh. What's with the neighbors? Uh... Accounts for us. Meow. Don't get dead. Look, you didn't write this episode. It's been like three episodes because <laughs> you've been like so stressed. <laughs>